0: I'm Michael Malley and this is the mindful storyteller where the subject always is stories storytelling story reading story listening mindfulness and the creation of the story space Welcome again to The Mindful Storyteller, and I'm Michael R. Malley,
1: and I'm Ollie Ren Erickson Malley,
0: and here on The Mindful Storyteller, we talk about mindfulness, um, the sharing of story, story reading, story listening, and the creation of the story space, and today um, we have a quote from Shunryu Suzuki on mindfulness, and we're going to talk about how we can think about or what it might mean to be mindful with a story and how that might relate to uh, mindfulness in general. Uh, as always, we have the Tibetan singing bowl, the bell, and you'll hear this a few times uh, throughout the podcast. Uh, Ollie will begin by sharing the quote of Suzuki, and then I will have a short reading. Uh, we'll have a, a little discussion, and then Ollie will have some Closing thoughts and closing questions. Enjoy the bell. It's an invitation to presence. It's an invitation to be right here, right now. In other words, it's an invitation to be mindful.
1: It's not necessary to make an effort to think in a particular way. We just think with our whole mind and see things as they are without any effort. Just to see and to be ready to see things with our whole mind. This is called mindfulness. Yu Suzuki, Zen Mind, Beginner's Mind, page 115.
0: the storyteller is just to see without any effort. There is some strange reciprocity that exists between your mind's eye and the mind's eye of another. If we allow our minds to truly envision the scenes as we share a story, then our listeners are quite likely to see as well. Conversely, if our telling of a story is just words unaccompanied by imaginative vision, then our listeners will only receive words, not images. There is likely to be little or no vision manifesting in those who might attempt to listen to such words. Suzuki tells us that mindfulness is effortless seeing that is accomplished with our whole mind. This may seem contradictory. Effort is not required, but the whole mind is called into play. What does this mean? Seeing with our mind's eye, or for that matter, with our physical eye, is effortless work. We read a compelling novel and the images just pop up. The scenes play out through our mind's eye. There is no effort. Mindfulness also calls for wholeness, for a synchronization of body and mind. As a mindful storyteller shares their tale, they invite themselves into an immersion. They bring to bear the body, mind, and spirit as one, as a single, unified whole. When this unification is successful within the teller, something more may happen. The listener's body, mind, and spirit may then be pulled into the story as well, thus creating an atmosphere of shared experience that softens the hard edges of separateness that keep us distinct from each other. This immersion is deep, but there are layers here. If body, mind, and spirit are at one within the story, Can we simultaneously be mindfully present within the room, within the physical space where the story is being told? Can we be both in the story and mindfully present in the room?
1: I had a number of things pop up with uh, this one right away. So, uh, thinking about storytelling and the storytelling experience, I mean, being married to a storyteller for, we've been married 22 years, being with you for 25 years. We've seen a lot of, or gone to hear lots of stories, storytelling events. And I'm thinking about, we've gone many, many times to the National Storytelling Festival in Jonesboro, Tennessee, which is an extraordinary uh, event in itself where thousands, tens of thousands, I think, of people come yeah. to a small town in Tennessee, and there are these huge tents set up that can hold, I you know, 500 people, some of them, right? You think? Yeah. I, I, don't I don't
0: know. Oh, more than that. I don't yeah. know, a
1: lot yeah. of people, these huge tents set up all over the yeah. city. It's
0: the first weekend in October for those with an interest.
1: Right, yeah. look it up. It is it is definitely something, an experience. Um, and so, when you think about, can can we both be in the story, mindfully present in the room? I, my mind just goes back to Jonesboro, and sitting with you know 500 or more other people in this big tent and being so into the story, you know J O Callahan or Donald Davis uh, telling a story. Um, and I mean, I, I can go back there right now, <laughs> mm. in the tent right now. I can see it and be right. there, and I don't think we've been we haven't been for a few years now, right. but I can be right there. And I can feel myself in the tent with all these people, but also feel these stories, that I'm right there in the story. And that's extraordinary because you've got hundreds of people that are listening intently. Mm, dozens right? to hundreds. Some of them are smaller tents, too. You have dozens to hundreds of people that are listening intensely and want to be there. and are um, So you're exp- having this experience together. And so that's that's one thing that just pops into my right away can you be in the story mindfully present in the room and of course those are some of the best of the best storytellers so they are in their story right this is they're there this is probably some of the biggest audiences some of these people are going to have all year at the national story so they're in their story and we're in their story and we're all in it together so that Mm -hmm. that's that's the first thing that popped into my mind definitely can be definitely present. And it, it's such a beautiful space too, you know, it's beautiful small town and this is beautifully set up and so all those things come together for me and for us, a family has gone there again and again. It was ritual and um, too. That yeah,
0: it's it's funny as you're speaking, Ollie, I'm thinking of um, these are big tents and they most of them are set up in grassy areas and And the smell of the grass comes to mind Mm, for me, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. as which which again is not part of the story itself, Mm -hmm. but it is part of that experience of being in the space, and and I I, you know we've we have also been on mindfulness retreats um, Mm -hmm. with the Vietnamese Buddhist monk Thich Nhat Hanh. We've been on a number of these. like week-long retreats where we practice mindful eating and mindful walking and mindful sitting. And, you know, that's part of the, I don't know, the curiosity I have just in terms of bringing these uh, these two ideas, ideals together of mindfulness and story and, mm-hmm. and, and seeing how that interface works. Um, you know, I know that... As a teller, um, you know I, I don't reach this every time that I share a story, but it's certainly always an aspiration. But I know that as a teller, when I'm sharing as a as a performing artist, you know my aspiration is to go all the way into the story, to 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 you know become one with the story, to become one with the characters, and and. As I was, you know, as I, as I wrote in that introductory piece, the more I'm able to do that, it seems, the more my listeners, my audience can do that as well. You know, of course, the same thing happens if, you know, we're sitting around at a, a party or around the coffee table talking with friends. There's, there's something very similar that happens when, you know, when we get all the way pulled into the story and, you know, you're no longer. Um, you know, this is this is the the push pull of it. You know, in in some ways, is it that you're no longer in the room, or is it that you're even more deeply in the room? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. and, and and or is it a little bit of both? I mean, I I um, I don't know that I'm interested in 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 trying to provide answers to these these things, but I think that raising these questions is is kind of valuable for me, both as a mindfulness practitioner and a mindfulness teacher, but also as a storyteller and a story listener.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I'm thinking, um, I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but we've been working a lot on mindfulness for years and years and uh, we go um, in and out of levels of mindfulness. We're mindful (laughs) all the time, every day, every (laughs) single day, every moment. one of the things that happens to me uh, is that my vision changes when I'm more mindful. I've been talking about this for years. Like
0: You were talking about this almost when I first met oh, you because 100%. you said you, you were talking about how things were kind of cloudy or something. Right, yeah, right. I'm that sorry, I, I, I
1: kind of live sometimes and I'll go for long periods of time where I think I'm kind of living in a fog a little bit. And like I don't notice it until I come to a place where I'm being very present. And I'm here, like right now. Like, okay, there's a dresser right beside us. And it is in focus. Mm. Like my, I'm talking to somebody. All of a sudden, they're more vivid. The colors are more vivid. Um, you know, looking at you and the necklace you're wearing and mm-hmm. your glasses. I can look outside and see the leaves on the trees. And they're just more vivid. Um, and when I'm doing better... Uh, emotionally and physically, I can make that happen more. It's luckily, or fortunately, or whatever lately, it's been happening a lot that most of the time I'm Mm -hmm. getting in, and if it's not, and I can notice, then I'm gonna do some breathing and get get there. And so that's mindfulness for me. Mm -hmm. Like I know, we've done so much. I mean, sitting meditation and walking meditation and other things, but for me, it's trying to get there in my everyday life um, to just to be able to see more clearly when I'm doing normal things. When I'm, down, I just cleaned up the kitchen from our lunch, and doing mm-hmm. that, and those normal things, and be able to. Our sink is right by a window, and I can look out uh, and see the grass, and just be more aware. So that that's mindfulness to me. Yeah. And yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah so part of what I guess I'm curious about is how does this this idea of awareness and presence, how does it relate to the imagination? Because I'm thinking for myself as a storyteller, um, when I am experiencing the scenes, the images, you know, one character speaking to the other character, when, when I'm experiencing that more vividly, Mm-hmm. you know i'm associating that with a with a kind of mindfulness there's a kind of presence there to um to the imaginative world almost a sharpening of that world for me and 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 somehow when that happens it seems that there is um um Sharpness is is the word that keeps popping through my head. There's almost like a sharpness of perception that I feel that my listeners are experiencing. You know, I'm, again, I'm 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 talking from the from the role of being the storyteller or the performing artist. That there's a um there's an alertness in my listeners, and yet at the same time they're engaged in this. This world of you know, I'm talking about you know this character or that character. I'm telling this story. I'm I'm bringing these characters to life. You know, and I don't. I really don't understand how all that works. I I, I don't know what all that means. Um, I know this when when you know I've had many opportunities to um, to teach people storytelling. I've done a lot of this, especially with uh, kiddos, with children, students. And one of the things that I'll tell um you know that i'll tell a young storyteller is you know don't memorize visualize Mm -hmm. right and i tell them if you see it they'll see it and i i mean maybe i need to just have a little space that i don't have to understand that because i don't right but but there's something about that and and there's something about that that is very Related to mindfulness. I, I, don't, I don't know how at all, I don't know how all the puzzle pieces interconnect with that, but yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, you, you go all into your stories. I've watched you practice, and mm-hmm. I've watched you tell stories. I mean, you are all, and you are the characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, you take on the accent. You um, I mean, you've done so much research before you're doing a story and so much work on it. Um, and you know you hear about actors like that too, actors that are in movies or something that they'll go all into their
0: characters. Right, right. And, uh, Daniel Day Lewis, Jack Lemmon was famous for that. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I think we can experience. I mean, I'm I'm the listener. I think we definitely can experience that the work that goes into that visualizing and you becoming your characters. hmm Um. I think so.
0: Yeah, and at the same time, there's that what Suzuki's talking about. There's a certain ease with it, mm. right? So, so one of the, one of the sweetest compliments that I, I ever received as a storyteller was once when someone came up to me afterwards and they said, um, Michael, that looked really, really easy, mm. and that's how I know how hard you worked on it,
1: mm. right? Right. So,
0: so it's not. It, there's not like again. There is that kind of that zen. You know that, that Zen aspect of just kind of being on the, on the moment of it,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: and and I, I don't know. Maybe we can, you know. Maybe talking about it is too much. Maybe you know. <laughs> you know. A, you know. A good Zen monk is rather quiet. <laughs> <laughs> but but there's something. Yeah. There's there, there there's something going on in that, and and it does. Um, there is a pure nowness. There's there's a pure nowness in all of that, um, even though we're in the imaginative realm simultaneously. There's something there that, uh, um, and again, I don't get there all the time, but that that I aspire to, and and certainly, um, you know, you mentioned some of the great storytellers like Joe Call- Callahan or Donald Davis or Jackie Torrance and many others that where I've been in the presence of them and experienced story with them and where I'm all the way in as that listener too, mm-hmm. right? Where where I'm all the way in. And, and um, you know, maybe, you know, there, there's... There, there are different... Parts of the same whole, you know, we could talk about mindful walking or mindful eating or, you know, mindful breathing. Right. So we can have mindful story listening or mindful storytelling. Mm-hmm. Right. And so when, when we're doing mindful eating, I've shared this before. You know, I was at a, uh, at a retreat once with Thich Nhat Han. I had the best bowl of lentil soup in my life. hmm. I very much doubt that it was the best prepared lentil soup mm-hmm. that was ever set before me. Because, you know, this was, we were just at a, at a university. It was, it, was, it, was, it was in the college cafeteria, right? But I was so present to the flavors and the texture of the food and the way... The flavors varied as I chewed the food. Mm -hmm. You know, all of those elements, my my senses were open to. Mm -hmm. And so maybe here we're talking about a more subtle sense when we get into that imaginative realm or something that, that maybe just as with smell or taste or touch, maybe there's this you know, this subtler sense of the, you know, of the imaginative potential that could be either sharpened. I, I don't know.
1: I don't yeah, know. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. the one, one other thing I was going to say, and I don't know if it relates to this or not, because it's what I initially came to my mind when I saw the reading for today was, like, when you're all into a story, like, we've all had that experience, I don't know if we all have, but I've had this experience when we're, when I'm reading a book, and all of a sudden you look up, and you're, so you really, you haven't been in the room, you've been all in the book. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, you're so focused on the story. Uh, Or a movie, be watching a movie, Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden you look away for a second, and you're in the theater, or more likely we're sitting on our couch, and we're like, whoa! (laughs) Like, I was knowing that I was all into that story right. with my whole self. I, I wasn't, I, I don't know if I was mindfully, I wasn't being mindfully present in the room with either of those situations, but right. I was all in the story. I mean, that happens quite a bit. Right. Um, right. That I could get all into a story, either in a book or in a movie form. Um, I think with storytelling, as I say, like Storytelling Festival, that's why I mentioned that first I can... Certainly be both
0: right right
1: But it's like a different a different thing
0: yeah, and is it different or is it not I don't know when I was eating that lentil soup and I was so focused on the flavors was i was I really in this big cafeteria was I in that space or was I you know or was the mindfulness kind of honed in and focused on the flavors in that moment. So you know, maybe maybe it's not, maybe it isn't different. Maybe it's the same thing. I, I don't know. But but I, you know, I think it's worth it's worth pondering, and it's certainly um, it's certainly to me something that I I love and treasure. Um, those moments when, you know, we're sitting with family and, you know, mm-hmm. my brother's mm-hmm. telling a story or, um, you know, we've talked about this with different friends or relatives, you know, our friend Don is telling a story and I'm just mm-hmm. in, right. Or, or to be on that other side of sharing a story, right. To be, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, uh, popping up for me is a particular Christmas tale that I sometimes tell, um, um, the Wee Cabin of Carnaween, which is an Irish tale. And at one point, I'm telling this story, and the character is so, um, so overcome with emotion that, you know, her voice begins to crack and tears well up in her eyes, my eyes. That was not something that was planned or rehearsed, but. Mm-hmm. Again, I was so in you know, and, and that's happened to me lots and lots of times. <laughs> lots and of time. lots of times. I've witnessed <laughs> that with you, sweetie, I have. But that that was one of the ones where I was so maybe it was the first time it happened in that particular tale. And and, and that's the other element is like there's something about the story goes where it goes to as as even as the teller, at least for me as a storyteller, like in some, to some degree, I'm along for the ride, like there's, of course I've rehearsed, and of course I know the story, and all of that, but there's also, things will happen in the, in the, in the interaction between audience and teller, and in that space, so that space is involved, somehow, and that, that also contributes um, to the story, and, and once again, I'm, I'm talking a lot about, you know, performance art storytelling but the same thing is true um with friends you might tell the same story in mm-hmm. four different settings over a few weeks and it will be different each time based on that setting based on the reactions sure. based on how the people respond right so sure, sure. so there's that I, I didn't my gosh if we didn't even touch upon that in the in in the reading but there's this there's this exchange of energy and interaction that's all going on it's so rich
1: there's most definitely an exchange of energy yeah whether yeah you're just with a small group of friends telling stories or you're in a tent with 500 people yeah there is that exchange of energy that yeah Yeah, I mean, yeah, I just think, like, with your family, your family especially, the same stories get told again and again, uh, and it's wonderful. But it is, there's different, you know, each time, Mm -hmm. and sometimes, you know, when somebody goes way into it, you really can tell, and I'm thinking of that exchange of energy, and then everybody's kind of into it, and it just uh, gets heightened. Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) You Mm -hmm. know? Mm -hmm. Uh,
1: that, That, wow, we'll leave, you know, your niece's house
0: and we're like wow that was
1: some good storytelling tonight <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> wasn't it that it's, it
0: just as you might walk out of a tent at jonesboro right 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 and, and or another storytelling festival and uh yeah so that richness the richness of mindfulness and and story and storytelling mm-hmm.
1: hmm. yep hmm. Hmm. the term mindfulness mean to you? What does it mean to you to be mindfully present to story as a listener or as a teller? Have you had experiences of mindful presence as a storyteller or story listener? Have you encountered times of shared experience where the tale is vividly present to both teller and listeners? How does this complement or contradict the greater general ideal of being mindful and present.
0: I'm Michael O'Malley and you've been listening to The Mindful Storyteller.